on why a podcast. No, Matt, don't do it. I'm afraid. Yeah, don't jump off this building into that giant pool. It looks too cool and radical. I like radical things. It's cool enough for me. He's going to do this crazy swan dive laser. And now, this week's episode of Why a Podcast. Hello and welcome to Why a Podcast, a podcast where we answer the questions you didn't think to ask or were too lazy to Google. I'm Laser Elric, the buzzed. I'm dying, and I'm Matthew Slaza. <laughs> and I'm Keon Buzar, the badass. How are my Why guys today? Nick, fair warning, I am uh, kind of sick. Listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> fair warning, I'm kind of buzzed. Fair warning, I'm doing pretty well, pretty chilled, nothing wrong with me. I mean, that's great, dude. Good yeah, warning. Yeah. yeah. So, um, this week's topic, guys, guys, guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> it's good, stable. Good start. Good start. It's so stable. So, unlike, unlike the three of us. Unlike the three of us. Mm-hmm. I am quite stable right now. I'm seated in a chair. I'll believe you, dude. I think you need to go to the ER. Before I forget, guys, yeah. we did hit one, two, three, four listens on our Piggity podcast. Wait, what? Like the like one thousand two hundred thirty? No, we we have four listens. He you have one point two three four listens. One person <laughs> listened to a whole episode, and another person quit just a little less than a quarter of the way through. Mm-hmm. They listened to the first episode and then went like, "Uh." Eh. I got to tell you, I think your joke is a lot funnier than my joke for that. One point two three four is very funny. You told the joke. <laughs> All right, guys. So, who'd like to go first? I was gonna, but fuck, ow. <laughs> nah, fam. Oh, man. Hit me Ooh, up. My heart. Oh gosh. It's Gucci, bro. Dab on the haters. It's Gucky. Dab. Yeah, <laughs> it's, gu- it's Gucky Dave on the hate train. It's fucking mm-hmm. Gucky. Um, so get in this bit. <laughs> I'm gonna get in this Gucky bit. Well, I drink some more wine. Uh, my why question for the wine boy and uh, Sergeant Clean, wow. Clean Edge. I hate that uh, you call me the wine boy. And it's Sergeant Pepper to you. <laughs> I didn't have an album named after me for anything. So my topic and my question for you boys is uh, why stable? Why stable? Like the word? Like, isn't that just literally the title of this episode? You know, if we'd mentioned it before this, I would hit you for asking that question. But no, that's actually, yeah, that is. That's the oh. type, that's topic. True. Okay. All right, Keon, you go first. Um. Okay, well, Uh. so you know how there's flammable and inflammable and they both mean the same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with stable and unstable. People don't realize that a lot of the time. That when they when they say that someone at the ER is stable or they're stabilizing, they're actually in immense distress, or else they wouldn't still be in the ER. Like idiot, what are you what are you doing? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's like and so. It's, um, it's like I the edgy. That. Like maybe everyone else is crazy, and I'm the only normal one. I'm really mad because I'm imagining you, Keon, just in a hospital, just hardcore burning <laughs> that nurse. Just like, just like, what like are you talking idiot. about? How dare you? Everything was fine. The patient's stable. We'll get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, why so does yeah. he have my extra pillows? Fucking douchebags. Give mm-hmm. me those pillows then if he's stable. Yeah, so that's about it. Um, if you If this were like an, a Wikipedia article, it would just say like stable and then a link under it would direct you, direct you to the instable page so um come back to our episode about instable and it'll be the same thing if i go on the wikipedia page what will be the metacritic rating for stable uh it depends on the movie uh, are you talking the 1993 remake the 1953 black and white or the 1926 written on the bathroom stall oh uh, no i was thinking of the uh 2007 
um, demake. It's, it's when they they kind of deconstructed it, brought it back to its base elements, which I appreciated. That was weird that they made it a black box theater like play, but they still released it as a movie. That was, that yeah, was really weird. Really that was actually weird. the only part of the thing I liked. So anyway, <laughs> Laser, what's your fucking? Oh, why stable? Okay, so um, we were all sitting in the print 3D studio and yeah. looking around the room and going, "What are all our topics going to be?" And we just started listing things off, and at one point we said stable, so that's why stable. <laughs> that's humorous. All right. We're off to a good start, <laughs> It is start, a word folks. we said once. You know, honestly, we're doing good, but every time you say we're off to a good start, it makes it sound like we're doing bad. It wasn't negative. I feel great. I'm saying that was very funny. Keon's joke was funny. I haven't made any funny jokes yet, but I'm looking forward to the goofs and gaffs. So I can't stable. parse through the sarcasm anymore. Like, everything we say, I... I is in this gray area of like majority sarcastic, but a little bit not. And so now when you say like, oh, good start, I'm like, yo, it could be terrible or not. I, it's a flip of the coin any time we speak. Is it just like your life? It could be terrible or it could be not. Tune in next week on Why a Podcast. I don't actually have human emotions. <laughs> I believe that from Laser. I really believe that. Can we sample that and just put that in wherever the fuck we want in the middle of episodes? <laughs> I just don't have any human emotions. It's true. See, the thing is, I'm actually always dissociating, and then sometimes I just be like second or third level, sort of like like fifth level veganism is just eating rocks. <laughs> you're the you're the yeah. Ryan Gosling of the podcast, where you're yeah, just I'm, completely I'm like, shovel faced. Yeah, I, I'm like Drive Five. He, drive, yeah. He's Drive 5, the one where they pair up with uh, the Fast and the Furious crew. To save jazz, right? Uh, shout out to Why Speed episode, where we bring that up. It's really oh. good. Go listen to it. And the song. The song goes, uh, not a real human being. <laughs> and not, not a hero. Anyway, Matt, why stable? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, building or enclosure where horses or cows... <laughs> are kept building for domestic animals. That's the derivation from the early 13th century from old French stable, a.k.a. estable, a stable or stall. Holy fuck, I'm so glad we're not making any money off this. I have news for you. You are so sick that you just, the words out of your mouth just turned into an encyclopedia, like, Jesus. It was like syrup. I'm sorry. I am trying my best. I got more sick when you made me laugh. I was actually pretty fine before we started recording, but then I laughed and then I coughed, and now I sound really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. We forgive you. Uh, so, yeah, because Laser said something that threw me off completely because it was funny. Uh, stable, doing, doing the etymology, was thought of in the early 13th century to make that a little more clear for you folks. And uh, it, the derivation was that it was me, uh, from the word estable, from the modern oh. French. Modern French estable. It's a slightly different pronunciation. Like established. That makes sense. Uh, estable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, now it's etable, I should say. Like a table. But it's also applied to cow sheds and pig styes from the Latin stabulum or a stall fold aviary beehive i like how many examples there are here lowly cottage brothel comma etc dude i didn't boil my water and i got stabulum good job (laughs) by the way that makes it sound like uh the word established stable and table all come from a similar root or the same root they do it comes from the french root (laughs) estable that's pretty awesome actually i I really like that i think it would actually if it's french it would probably be estable could you go fuck your souf? Sur le table. Yeah. Could you go fuck your souf, please? Yeah, du, du, du français, 
Everyone Ever. from France that listens to our podcast, Laser just literally shit on you. Just I just six- see poo poo head. <laughs> I took six years of French, and just now when I was, like, interpreting, when I was just now, like, doing the French impression, I did, like, an Italian, like, hands, like, pinch. So I'm I'm Not kind French. of, uh, yeah, I don't understand the six years that I took of French just to be able to bastardize it like this. I'm still yeah. doing the hand pinch. six fucking years. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in the French mood. I drank two glasses of You're wine. You're just in a singing mood all the time. Can I ask you a question, Laser? What yeah. kind of wine was it? Was it French wine? It was Roscato. It's but a rosé and a Moscato. Is it from France? Does it France? have earthy tones? Does uh, it have a almost, dry body? Almost definitely not. The very concept <laughs> of Roscato is disrespectful to the French I just, people. I just like the way you said almost definitely not without any other information <laughs> I mean, in the name of the wine. I don't know. Here, let me grab the bottle. Okay, cool. This is important information. While you do that, let me continue. So oh, it comes from... The Latin stable. Oh, good. It- Italian food's better than French food. Uh, it comes from the Latin can't, word. Can't argue with that stabulum, logic. A stall, fold, aviary, beehive, lowly cottage, or brothel. In case you missed that, that was lowly cottage, brothel, or aviary, beehive, or stall. Fuck so yes. those are all the same in Latin. Oh, yeah, very synonymous. Um, which actually more simply derived is simply a standing place. So anytime they were referring to a stabulum, they were talking about a stable, a standing place. And then if you combine that with the French derivation having to do with animals, all of a sudden, stables. Huh, that makes sense. It's kind of cool. That's pretty But cool. it comes from um, the suffix form of the root sta, which is to stand, make, or be firm. Cool. Damn. Well, yeah, yeah, we I, all know that we're firm. Am I right? I have nothing funny to add to that. I mean, I never have anything funny to add anyway, so, you know. It's well, good. what's funny about it is that um, we have stable boys. I'm I'm a boy hand, and that's <laughs> thank you. That, that was where I was going. I'm Laser Elric, the boy hand. <laughs> I I'm not a stable hand. I, I I tend to the boys who are stable hands. Can I ask you a question? So you're the stable hand hand. Yeah, I'm the I'm the stable boy hand boy. So oh yeah, transitive hand. property. You're the stable boy hand. Yes. Boy. Okay, that makes sense. So Keon. Oh so, no, I have, I have one more thing. Oh so. no. Do you though? Do you I, with I all did. that dead air you just gave? <laughs> no, I was letting Laser finish. He was really humorous, and I like when he makes jokes. That um, pregnant pause was like three months overdue. Dude, yeah, you popped <laughs> that baby. <laughs> dude, that I straight ready. up that baby popped out as pop, Elon Musk. That's pop that word baby out. <laughs> dude, you got to kill that Elon Musk baby. Tim Tim Tool ta- Taylor Man baby that bit that baby you are so deaths. sick right now jesus christ i don't that are you <laughs> does he have do you have a fever laser can you drive over and make sure he doesn't have a fever oh my god oh no I'm, he's like I'm 30 fine. minutes away yeah i can wait the podcaster the listeners can wait i love i love that i'm fine it's fine i could die but 30 minutes is a real <laughs> real journey you'd have to go on. dude in like airtime and radio time uh, that's an hour round trip matt what's your last thing my last thing was simply that uh it, it actually another uh thing that happened after you know the derivation from sta this is the thing i found funny i just wanted to mention it it uh it, it says meaning collection of horses belonging to one stable is attested from the 1570s so that's when it first starting started to be specific to horses oh. but it transferred the sense of group of fighters under Sam management in 1897, but what? then had to do with a group of prostitutes working for the same employer in what? 1937. Oh, my God. Is it because um, whores sounds like horse? I mean, that's really funny. But... Can someone insert a rim shot there, just like a bit tish, please? I really need that. That was great, eh? Here, uh, do it again. I'll, I'll do the rim shot for you. Mm-hmm. Is that because whores sounds like horse? <laughs> there we go. That's what I was looking for. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. By the way, bump. quick quick anecdote. We went to the red light district in New Amsterdam, my family and I, where no it's, way. it's known for, you know, illicit uh, sexual activity. And my and we were walking around and after we like left the area, my brother and I just went and like hung out and just like talked and hung out and walked while my parents just where, went wherever we left. And then my mom came up and talked to us and she's just like, hey, did you see the horse? I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, everybody just said, let's see the horse. Let's see the horse. No. <laughs> it was the, oh, it's my favorite thing. I oh. believe you, but it sounds fake. I got to tell I, you, dude, you should make horse and staple jokes to your mom all the time. I don't know how you're not. I mean, I already do. It's just the, I mean, we've been doing that for years. That was just like our thing. But now, that, now it's out there. Say, yeah. I didn't actually say, let's jump right in. We're going to be asking one why question. each. The others will guess <laughs> the answers and then we'll let you know why. So if this is your first episode, sorry. So Matt, go ahead and jump right in. All right, let me reread the thing that no one wanted right, to hear Keon, the first time. So what's your why question for today? I, I love that if this is their first episode, we even did a last time on why a podcast, and now it's they're jumping in with knowledge that's not useful about the knowledge that they not don't at have. All. It's great. Yeah. It's a great first episode. It's Everybody very enjoy consistent. This. Um, we usually don't provide <laughs> useful knowledge on this show. It's very stable. For the record, uh, all of the information, just in case anyone was curious, came from Online Etymology Dictionary or edmonline.com. I'm not citing my sources. So um, <laughs> the what I wanted to ask you guys is, because we're talking about stable and I'm a good, good video boy and so is Matt, why stabilize your footage? Um, I, I, do you want to go first, Laser? Um, sure. So as an actor, I think I'm especially qualified to uh, be mm-hmm. talking about this, unlike you guys <laughs> who, you know, are directors. Um, so <laughs> the, the thing is, is that, as everyone knows, actors are very traditionally incredibly unstable. If you've, if you've met an actor in any capacity, not even working in the business, you know that you have a mm, 56% chance of getting a migraine within uh, seven seconds so um, first off you go to la everyone has excedrin on them so you know how sometimes you can be like hey man can i bum a cig off you it's like like hey man can i bum a said and they know what you're talking about just do it just go on the street and ask please don't nothing bad will happen why a podcast takes no responsibility for those actions why listen message me i'll pay the legal fees so um, will you not a contract that is not a contract now now i have to backtrack i Uh I had to find the point at which i was willing to backtrack and i hit it so anyway actors suck so we got to stabilize the footage or it'll be completely unwatchable Uh, all right, Keon. I'm sorry, but he got it. So Matt, do it. Come no, on I mean, with like your Ke- sick ass, I mean, Keon. He got it. I mean, like, sh- shut the fuck. I know up. this done. is this is the fun part. This is where you can make pretend because he already answered it. So I mean, I might just give a false answer because like you're gonna you have to. It. That's fine. Yeah, well, yeah. let's cut this part out because we don't want the listeners to know you're bullshit. Okay, cool. Future Jim, edit this out. Um, I got this. Uh, so we stabilize footage. A uh, very technical answer coming your way. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, we stabilize footage because uh, when we shoot on our very expensive iPhones, mm-hmm. yep, um, you know, as professionals, iPhone tens, mm-hmm. uh, it it just wouldn't look the same if we didn't um, over stabilize shaky footage so that exactly. you get that wonderful distortion, that professional distortion on the edges. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and I personally, I mean, I think this is just a personal skill, but um, I think it's I think I'm the only one who do, does it. Um, I like to zoom out a little bit too, so that like I kind of like crop out. 
Mm. So that like I'm only using about 20% of the screen and you can kind of see a bunch of black space around it. And it, it really, really, then it makes you focus on that 10% of the screen where I'm really just capturing that good, good image. Definitely. If you have not touched Adobe Premiere, you probably are really upset that you have no fucking idea what Matt's talking about. How am I supposed to touch it? It's a program. It's a computer. You touch a computer. Computer. Your, you touch it with the mouse. Fuck, Why? I like this voice. We should do we a podcast just in these voices. You're right. <laughs> They're very good. Okay, so stabilization. Uh, so why stabilize your footage? Because you got shaky hands, dummy. It's actually a thing that... And that's uh, it. Ha- good job. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Whenever uh, You can have in-body stabilization with certain cameras, but uh, the main reason is that whenever you're holding a camera, even if you look at the screen and you're like, oh, this is really smooth and I'm doing really well and I'm holding it you know, with without moving any of the axes and I'm super cool you end up having what are called micro-jitters. That's your muscles just moving because they're goddamn muscles. And when you look back at the footage, you'll see, oh, there's like a little bit of a jitter. It's right there. Sometimes it's not particularly noticeable, especially if you have a good camera that kind of gets rid of that within body stabilization. So that's why you can edit it in post by applying a stabilizer. Now, there are, that I have listed here, six different types of stabilization. And, and they're, they're all really, really interesting. And expensive programs. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you can get the job done with certain, with uh, regular a couple of programs. I mean, my phone in particular, it has it, it, like its own post-processing stabilization that's super good. Like it's crazy. It feels like a gimbal half the time. You can't even tell. By that's the way, insane. a gimbal is a mechanized stabilizer that's like it's a bunch of robot arms. Anyway, so the stabilizers that you can put on your computer at like when you are stabilizing in or you're post-processing in your video editor, the first one, which is the worst one in my opinion, is called single point. What it does is it locks onto a single point in your footage and then tries to find where that's going to be in the next frame and then move the next frame of footage to where that space is. The problem is that if you're you're moving and the background's moving, that one point will transform and go a bunch of different places so the footage will become really wobbly. Yeah, now, which is the, actually what you want, right? Because you want it to be stylized yeah. terrible. If it's a Jason Bourne movie, yeah. So... <laughs> Um, that can actually, and actually case in point, uh, for another, uh, point of stabilization, if you use one point, you can do face one point stabilization. If anybody's seen the movie it about the crazy clown, that's what they do on his face to give that <laughs> oh, really that crazy uh, clown. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, man, that wacky, that it, silly that clown. Mm, what a hey, crazy you know who guy. that crazy clown was played by laser? Oh yeah. Um, fuck one sec. Uh, let's see. It 2018. Uh, no, I meant. Tim Curry. Thank you. That's all I wanted. Jesus yeah, that's Christ. all you get. Was, I will torture Peter. our listeners. Keon, please continue. I'm sorry. It was Peter Sarsgaard or something Sarsgaard. One of the Sarsgaard. Oh, it, it is anyway. Peter Sarsgaard. Also, I am uh, deliriously sick, apparently. I did not know. And Laser is mildly buzzed. So, Keon. Also, you know what's Bill really Sarsgaard. great? You Both of you don't fucking have to talk right now because I'm doing my piece. So, anyway, so uh, in the 2016 or 2017, the new It movie, whenever they stabilize on his face while he's like doing his jig and it looks super unsettling because everything's moving except for his face, that's single point stabilization or face point stabilization. Which is super cool, point. by the way. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. Any, anybody can do it, seriously. Like, if you have After Effects, you can do it in two seconds. It's really like it's already baked into the program. But that also brings us to two point. This is a little bit more stable than single point, where you have two separate points that are being tracked. That's That gives you a little bit more of an option when it comes to the next frame because it shows the distance between the two points and tries to keep that consistent. Again, if your background's moving, it's really bad. It really does not help you. It looks so hilarious, the, though. What mm-hmm. if it's just so, migraine auras? If if there's what? <laughs> Migraine auras. 
Go on. When you have a migraine, you get an, an aura, and it's, it's anyway. Did you say migraine whores? We're talking about stables, a, horse. I'm talking about actors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keon, continue. Yo, can whoosh. I borrow a said? Whoosh. Did you hear that whoosh? <laughs> that was the joke going way over my fucking head. I don't even understand. So, another thing that you can apply is D-Shake or D-Shaker processing pass. So, what it does is it takes the first frame that you're going with. So, everybody, like, hopefully you understand this, that a video file is made of frames. So, as, like, pictures that go in succession, and that's how movies work, usually they're 24 uh, frames or pictures per second. Now, what the uh, D-Shaker processing pass does is it takes the first frame and then compares it to the second frame and then tries to align them to move forward and do uh, a frame-by-frame stabilization. It might zoom in, it might crop, and it'll try to make it look as good as possible. Now, this is good in general, but it's not as good as warp stabilization, which is something that the Adobe uh, suite uses. So if you're using Adobe Premiere, it uses warp stabilization. Now, it's the same as the D-Shaker processing pass. The difference is it goes before and after the frames and tries to make an intermediary frame. So if you are, uh, and that's if you're using optical flow, but regardless, if you're using warp stabilizer, it compares the frame before it and the frame after it and tries to move it in a crop and a zoom and tries to keep perspective. And it's really interesting, but it is it is slightly better because it uses before and after frames for each frame. But the issue being that while it does that, it's also stretching and merging frames and it's trying to cross over the pixels and make it look okay. And by doing that, it makes it look like it's a piece of cellophane that you're like wibbling and wobbling around. If you've seen footage that you're like, this looks uncanny and weird and it looks like the footage itself is wobbling, that's because they're using warp stabilization on a really, really shaky, shaky, crazy thing. Now, these are all super cool. I love all of these types of stabilization, but there's one more that is really interesting that I really like that YouTube was using. I don't think they use it anymore, but this is the kind of next phase of uh, stabilization, which is a 3D uh, stabilization. What it does is it takes the footage that you're using and then it starts to create a 3D map of it, more or less. It, tr- it starts to track how the camera's moving mm-hmm. in 3D space. Like it, it interpolates what objects where and all that kind of stuff. And then it starts to ease the camera. It creates a camera in the software and eases the way that the camera is moving by creating one in 3D space. It's crazy. For me to explain it, it's a little complicated. And I hope the, like that alone, me describing it just now, didn't sound like a, I was doing it justice. But w- what it ends up doing is taking all of the frames that it has and then trying to track how the camera's moving, and then steadily creating a new camera, and then starting and stopping the movement. It's super crazy. It's yeah, really I mean, cool. Basically, to give like a more real-world example, it's as if you were trying to get your car to like move more smoothly as you were changing lanes or something, and mm-hmm. then you copied that car, and you knew where the beginning point and the end point were, and you tried to create a more smooth move out of that information. Well, now, I'm even more confused with what you just said. I don't know what's going on. Hey, guys. Oh, man. I finally watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, are we still talking about stabilization? Wait, which one of the end? Uh, did you go through all four endings or like, are you still? There's more endings? Oh, I'll be back. You guys keep talking. Thank Christ. I needed some more time. So anyway. Um, I know that that well, was the, all really The idea is that it's, it's taking really cool. like the the actual thing that happened and theoretically trying to correct it by doing it the way it should have been done a little bit, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's super yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. It, if you do After Effects, it's a lot it's a lot easier to understand because there's a 3D camera in After Effects and it makes you kind of visualize it more easily. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, that's uh, stabilization. The main thing that I find really interesting is just the fact that it's taking kind of vision, like computer vision, and applying it to making footage that was already really bad to look pretty good. And especially for warp stabilization, if you're using Premiere and you just drop warp stabilization with the regular settings onto your footage, if it's slightly shaky or if it's even, like, relatively shaky, it'll look pretty good. And that's amazing how, like, I think within the last, like, three or four years stabilization technology has gotten so good that like if you're watching a movie that has some shake in it half the time it was put in like they will a lot of action movies will take footage that they already had and then go into after effects go into premiere or something and apply camera shake so it'll look like it's a little more action-packed because in body stabilization in in cameras is so good on top of that like they want to control how it's shaking so even if they already like the footage was shaky in camera they'll stabilize it and then give controlled shake. It's crazy. Like, man, dude, filmmaking's so cool. I mean, in my opinion, <laughs> this might have bored everybody to tears. Yeah, like, um, to give a more interesting tidbit, probably to the pop culture people, J.J. Uh, Abrams actually talked about how when he was filming um, se- several of his movies, but in particular, like, the Star Trek movies and um, some of the bigger blockbustery Super 8 stuff, they wanted camera shake, and these cameras were so fucking stable and huge that he would literally go around... And he talked about it. He would go around on set and smack the fucking cameras as they were operating. <laughs> which I thought amazing. is hilarious. Oh my god, that's so good. Okay, Laser, you can come back now. What? Laser, you are you still now. alive? Because we kind of care. Dude, Frodo's kind of hot. <laughs> I mean, you're I mean, not yeah. wrong. I he's mean, never you not know, been. He's played by Daniel Radcliffe, of course. Hey, guys. Stop. Stop. Since y'all are so horny for film. I'd be horny. Uh, <laughs> why use a chicken to uh, shoot your newest film? Why use a chick? Wait, 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 wait. Why use a chicken to shoot my latest film? Yeah, well, to assist you in shooting your latest film. Okay, I, I think I know. If you, Matt, you don't mind me taking the lead. Um, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I literally have no idea where the fuck this is going. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna answer honestly. Sure. Um, you use a chicken to help you with your next film because your next film is actually a shocking documentary. It's live action the... chicken run. You get it. You get it. <laughs> Oscar, Pulitzer, you get them all. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about a documentary about the worlds of you know, chickens on farms, but it's animated. And then I was going to make a chicken run joke. So I'm almost upset that you somehow got I'm to chicken run before him. So fucking. You're, I you're honestly the same God, person. just thought of it. I wasn't even prepared. I'm Ugh. sorry. Whatever, feel, man. Yeah. You're on the same wavelength, guys. I'm, I mean, that I'm means I answered it correctly, so fuck you both. Keon, what do you say? Laser already ate Elon Musk. He might eat you too, Matt, and absorb you. Honestly, that would be the, the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. So um, a, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, for if you don't mind me, you know, taking taking a big old lead on this, mm-hmm. that um, a lot of people don't realize that when you're making a movie, it's it's a lot of jobs. At the end of, if you stay during the credits, says, like, a couple thousand people, it, it, like, this movie gave them jobs. Now, one of the biggest jobs is just making sure that everyone on set has what they need. Sometimes that's coffee. Sometimes that that might be a light. Uh, as a producer, you might need to go out and get the resources. But as just maybe a production assistant, you might need to go get some food for the cast members. And a lot of people mistake the – they think it's a joke when they say, why did the chicken cross the road? It was actually to go get coffee for the gaffers. They have a hard job. They have to carry lights all the, all the time. Why the chicken cross the road? To get some coffee for the production group. I mean, come on. It's They're just being nice. Okay. I mean, that's nice of the chicken. Also, Laser, please tell me what the fuck this is going towards. <laughs> All right, guys. So before we talk about chickens, let's talk about humans. No. Okay. Yeah, actually, that's the well, only topic. Well, thanks for listening to Why a podcast. podcast. This is the... Oop.
This is the one millionth time someone's made an early ending of a podcast joke. Do you hear the? Do you hear the bells? Oh my god! An angel just got its wings. An angel just came. <laughs> All right, Damn guys. It. So let's talk about humans. Okay. So the human group is um the human group that's great because it's a bunch of different blue colors yeah it's, it's all just blue a bunch of different but it's... <laughs> so um so okay so with uh, like look directly in front of you uh, this yes. is this is not just to youtube but to whoever's listening right now like focus if there's a, if you're looking at a screen focus on the word in front of you and now move your head left to right move it down give it a shake but keep staring at that word now notice how your eyes automatically move to keep your head directed directly at that word. Okay. Now that response right there, <clears throat> sorry, pardon me. That response right there is called the vestibulo vestibulo ocular reflex, which is where hmm. when we're focusing on something, our inner ear allows us to maintain our eyes position so as to keep our field of vision stable, as well as a uh, smooth. Uh, we we want a mo- motionless visual. I'm so sorry. A motionless visual field, which is like a steady cam, mm-hmm. where you know, like when you move Ooh, your entire stabilizer. body. Stabilizer. Yeah, when you drop the stabilizer. Exactly. When you move your entire body, you're keeping your eyes stable, so you're not going fucking nuts. Uh, but it also <laughs> um, lets you obtain a new visual field very rapidly with minimal time wasted in the transit. Now chickens move their heads. <laughs> Oh my god, I just got where this is going. Fantastic. Chickens move their heads because their eyes don't move. Wait, so what? chickens have to compensate with their head movement, which is called the optokinetic response, which stabilizes the retinal image so that if a kitten, what? a kitten, a chicken wants to keep <laughs> its uh keep staring at one thing and it wants to move itself, then the chicken has to move its entire head to stay. Which is why you'll see uh, chickens, it looks like they're like bobbing their head as they walk, but it's actually just so they can stare completely forward. Oh my God. Well, oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Oh, so that's, that's, that's so why you see it. put your Alexa uh, on you a chicken. You see it in like pigeons. You see it in all, every bird because birds can't move their eyes. Wait, is is this what that like that one gif where it's like a person yes. holding a chicken and they move the, like the body around? Exactly. And the chicken's oh, head, okay. yeah, the chicken's head oh stays God, at the same place because you're moving the whole body, yeah. There actually is Holy a, com- I think it's a commercial for like BMWs or something where they use uh-huh. a chicken with like a camera strapped to its head as a stabilizer. That's, a, that's oh my stupidly God. hilarious. Exactly. Matt, if you I, can get the chicken to focus on one point, then the chicken will focus. move its head to compensate. Oh my God. Matt, we got to buy chickens now for, oh my God, that's genius. Just strap GoPros um, to them. If you're listening at home, uh, if you could donate to the Kickstarter fund for Why a Podcast to buy their own chickens, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's uh, y- y- kickstarter.com slash give us cock, please. Mm-hmm. It's um, called Cinema by the Dozen. Yeah. Cock by, it's give us um, like. It's um, it's actually called, it's kickstarter.com backslash give us cocks, please. Yeah. It's actually HTTP colon slash uh, slash www.kickstarter.com slash cock. So anyway. Um, oh, I thought it was help us get cocks. Uh, Are we changing it? This is real. So, could you remove me from the podcast just really quick? Sure. Hold on. Um, you just dang. get me out of here. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, chickens. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's uh, pretty much the main thing I want to say. I'm going to keep it short, keep it sweet. Um, bird head stabilization is really cool. I used to be like super into birds. 
Um, really? But, yeah. A fun thing, though, is that uh, obviously birds aren't perfect. I know. I know. Like, one <laughs> sec. I will let you. Shocked. I will let you deal with knowing this. I got to I got to walk. I got to go for a walk. We'll be so, back in 10. <laughs> so the um, the thing is that uh, while it looks kind of perfect to us, there is a small amount of positive <clears throat> movement during the stabilization, which is referred to as retinal slip. Whoa. Oh, it's so yeah. cool. Okay. Dude, these words, this, this is awesome. This causes very slow motion of the entire visual image across the retina, which uh, provides an error signal, which is controls the compensatory movements that keep the head still, almost still. Holy oh, crap. Okay. That's awesome. I just said a lot of war- large words that I was reading verbatim, and I don't know if I got it, but I hope someone did. <laughs> yeah, so. it, it, it signals a compensatory movement, but that causes a slight delay in yes. positive movement. I, I thought that's what it said, but, you know, wine. Well, let me tell you something, Laser. Uh-huh. You know what you got to tell me. Uh, well, here's our segment called Why Not? Well, one of us chooses a why not question for us to debate. Take us away, Laser? Wine not this time. Am I right? Yeah. It's wine it's... not? Why not? Oh, shit. Actually, hey, guys. Yeah. yeah. Why not wine? Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. That, you I gave me the idea, Matt. I was going to say why not chicken like as a meat, but it's I like delicious. why not wine. Dibs on negative. I'm... All right. Dibs on positive. I, I mean, you're very positive, Laser. So what? I'm gonna stick with neutral. I can do neutral or negative. If uh, I'm if fairly negative, do you drink any wine, Keon? I'll I'll do neutral then. Okay. Um, I'll go first as I go am uh, currently the most experienced. So fuck <laughs> grapes, am I right? Fuck <laughs> grapes. Let them rot and then drink the juice. <laughs> That's metal as hell. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Metal. Drink it, eating rotten food is metal. Mm-hmm. So um, the cool thing about so here's the thing. I don't like hard liquors very much. Like, mm-hmm. hard liquor tastes bad. <laughs> and, like, it's an acquired taste, but it's not a taste that I very much care to acquire. Like, Fair enough. I don't even care for more than a few sips of beer. Like, you know, flavor vodkas are cool and everything, but if you're going with something that is just the essence of the alcohol that it is, mm-hmm. wine's the best. You have mm. so many different kinds of wine, and thanks to all the grapes that there are. You know, there's white wine and red wine and things like that. And then that pairs so nicely with all sorts of meals that there are people who can literally dedicate themselves. And, yeah, there are people who dedicate themselves to the taste of other drinks. But, like, it is actually respected to be a sommelier, which, you know, I mean, <laughs> I wish I could be respected to be a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> so I mean, don't they spit ironically, it out? most sommeliers are, like... They don't drink that much. They yeah. mostly drink for that purpose. Yeah, no, I, I make a joke, but like, sorry if any sommeliers actually listen to this episode. I totally respect your line of work, and I, I like, I'm sure you get that joke all the time. You're super cool. Isn't but, that just um, a character from Hunchback and Notre Dame? Yeah, exactly, Quasimodo. So, yeah. um, <laughs> sommelier sounds like a. I'm sorry, I had to. Yeah. So Kian's over here, just like, wait a minute, hold on a second. I hear a, a my lot of dumb adult voice, shit, Matt. But what about Hunchback, man? Dude, what about Hunchback? So, like, I, I really like, Keon's I really like the re- my uh, my modern remake, The Humpback of Notre Dame, which is about a whale in the middle of Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> what a fucking fantastic! So they Holy just took shit. the story, but instead oh they made That's it like so real. Good. It's a Disney remake, you know. They're doing all these live action remakes. Yeah, exactly. Oh and the just... difference is, it takes place in the Pacific, and there's a humpback whale that somehow gets placed in the middle of Main Street in downtown Chicago. And 05 oh percent of the proceeds goes to saving the whales. Not 0.5, That's too much. That is too much. This is Disney we're talking about. It'd be point so anyway. So anyway. 
Um, so the thing is, there's so many variations. Like you can have red wine to go with steak. You can have white wine to go with fucking strawberry shortcake if you want. Like huh. I am just a huge fan. Um, there are two particular types I like. One's called a Roscato, which I think is a branded thing, but it's the Italian wine I'm drinking right now. I like very sweet wines. Yes, that. So here I am talking about how cool and cultured it is when I'm over here drinking dessert wine, essentially. <laughs> but um, Roscato is just so fucking good. It's something that it generally tastes pretty good. You, it's very easy to find the right wine for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it pairs very well. And um, uh, wine buzz, there is definitely a different kind of like buzz and drunk you get with wine. And I think mm-hmm. a wine buzz is one of the most comfortable ones. I can see that. I could definitely see that. All right. That's jury jury closes on lasers. Uh, Keon, oh. would you like to uh, sure, sure. join the I'll, session? I'll rock that neutral. So um, I, I'd i say I agree with a lot of lasers. I mean, like, for me, wine of all the alcohols, like, I'm not a huge drinker. I don't really drink particularly at all. Like, even one beer will just get me, like, where I want to be, which is just relaxingly buzzed. But, huh. like, when it comes to wine, like, that's probably the one thing that I'll drink that doesn't taste like death. It's like, oh, cool. Well, I mean, like, I love grapes. Grapes is, like, one of my favorite. Grape flavor is one of my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. dude, grape Jolly Ranchers, come at me, bro. I love those. So, and so good, dude. Yeah, dude. A lot of people hate them. But anyway. I um, don't get it. Like, it's yeah. probably my least favorite thing is the whole argument about grape flavor. It's like, I yeah, love it. Yeah, it's, it's so good. But, I mean, I digress to the point that, like, uh, wine, I, I like the taste the most out of any uh, any other alcohol. My probably biggest sticking point about it, though, is the fact that, like, we talked about sommeliers and people that are kind of, they're valued on their knowledge of wine, but apparently, and I only know this from an Adam Ruins Every episode, Adam Ruins Every, I only know this from an Adam Ruins Everything episode, but apparently that they've put, they like, they've done uh, clinical studies where they brought in uh, wine experts and said, taste this wine and taste this wine, and, like, it'll be a red and a white wine. And they'll be like, oh, well, this one has, you know, whatever, a bouquet, and this one's dry and whatever. Turns out they were the same wine, just colored differently. And they would give completely different answers. Um, There's other, like, a bunch of different ways that apparently, like, they would give someone expensive wine and cheap wine and be like, oh, well, this one's super expensive, this one's super cheap. And they both were super cheap, and they thought that the super expensive one was, like, tasted so much better. And it's just the kind of thing that, like, it's all psychological. At the end of the day, like it's just i think just kind of the airs about it are a little much apparently like a lot of cheap wine tastes just as good as the like expensive wine and apparently there's a sweet spot you can hit don't get like a five dollar bottle of wine but like that's the thing is that i think the airs about it are really annoying and Mm -hmm. the kind of pompousness that some people get about it can be really ridiculous but at the end of the day if you get like cheap just whatever wine you like to drink enjoy it don't be a dick about it so that's my that's my neutral about it I mean, I honestly agree pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even like my friends or family who like wine tend to mm-hmm. say like uh, cheaper wines can be just as good. Um, and some some like brands that kind of democratize that kind of product like Trader Joe's and a lot of the like smaller um, wines and beers and microbrews and all those crazy things at those yeah. types of stores. They offer you like a really diverse flavor and a very unique product for like a smaller price. Yeah, I get oh. like I get like nine or ten dollar <laughs> bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, my sister's favorite wine for a while, I think, was like eleven bucks at Trader Joe's. I mean, yeah. it, you just don't have to spend that much to enjoy it. Yeah, you, you really don't, don't have to whine about it, guys. <laughs> 
Well, that brings me right into my whining about wine. Um, I just don't get it, to be honest. Like, I've tried a bunch of different types of wine. None of them really make me enjoy it. But I think part of the problem is I'm not really an alcohol guy in general. Mm, and wine yep. just doesn't taste good to me. The mm. only things I enjoy are, like, if I mix an alcohol with an alcohol. <laughs> I mix alcohol with sure. some sort of drink that I already like, mm. like wine punch or something like that. And to be honest, I hardly ever drink. I'm like Yukian. I, I I very rarely drink. Um, yeah, so yeah. It, like to me, it's just like I don't get it. I get why other people enjoy it. I just don't. I just don't think I'll ever get it myself. I get that. Did you know that Mountain Dew started as a mixture for, mixer for alcohol? I did. That's I, I did not know that. that. That's fucking. Yeah, nice. dude. I only well, know that from an episode of Mad Men. So and we've what are we gonna say is the consensus on uh, wine? I, uh, it's okay. Neutral, I'd say probably. It's for each their own. I'd say I'd say like a slight tilt up in terms of it yeah. gives people some options. If yeah, we're doing I that mean, thumb rating, it would be like a, I don't know, 15 degree upwards. I would literally do thought the exact same degree angle. That's fucking nuts. Whoa, high five through the internet. I'd say compared to compared to other alcohols, like a 90 degree, but. Oh, yeah. Compared to other alcohols, I'm pretty good about it's it. It's a I different, like it. that's a different scale, though. I think like yeah. overall, I'd say 15% positive. Mm-hmm. Well, we've wined, we dined, but honestly, all <laughs> this uh, tumultuous casual talk makes me really want to uh, take some sort of. Keon, let's take a break. Nice. Is that good? Is that what yeah, you're no, feeling? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it. let's. Yeah. That, that, no, that was really solid. Give me a high five. Ready? Can you guys stop ready? talking so for once there's just music? They can just hear the music. They can just hear the music go on the break. Yeah, high five. All right, ready? Can we just do that one time. Oh, sorry. Nice. Hey all you rad dudes and dudettes, it's Keon here and thanks for listening to Why a Podcast. You can find Why a Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, Neopets, and Facebook. Just search Why a Podcast, all one word, for all of those. Please feel free to leave us five stars and a little review on Apple Podcasts, because that helps us out a whole bunch. And you can also shoot us a question, future topic, or personal why question at whyapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Evan Draper for our theme song. It's a so good! You can find his work at Silo Digital, P-S-Y-L-O Digital, on social media. Now, back to the show. Right, and welcome back to Wine a Podcast. Today we're discussing for our final <laughs> Laser, topic. Laser, you're drunk. It's Why a Podcast. Today for our final topic, we're discussing dissolving melatonin into wine. Uh, what are you guys' <laughs> opinion? I don't know, sommelier Laser. Why don't you? Why don't you give Sounds us a little unsafe, bit? Sounds unsafe, to be honest. If I give I'm us a taste, you my FDA rep recommendation. Well, fuck you. Lastly, we have our own personal <laughs> why questions, where we go around the table and ask each other a personal why question. Hey, Keon. Hey, Laser. Uh, it's a little broad, but I don't think I've asked this. Mm-hmm. Why film in general? Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's you know, an interesting what question. What brings you to film? Hmm. Yeah, for me, I'd say... Well, for okay. I think I might have already talked about um, this teacher on the podcast, but uh, my he high school teacher... He talked about why he did film already. It just did. wasn't the question. Cause he yeah, talked yeah. About no, I've, I've talked about it before, but I think... I think like talking a little bit more in depth about like I, I think I talked about teachers. I didn't talk about why film though. All right. So yeah, sure. Let's so, just pretend you didn't, and go. So I know I brought this up that. before. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, and go. Why are you explaining to the audience that you're not editing that? That's fantastic. Just Listen, so you know, audience, you're gonna hear curtain. this shit. It is not pulling back the curtain anymore. We burned it. There's no. More I'm curtain. just waiting until y'all motherfuckers shut up. Jesus Christ! I'm I can see up. this. Also, hi Jesus. Hey guys. Yes. How's it going? I'm Jesus. 
All right, Keon, go. I, I kill him. I eat him. I'm Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate his flesh. I hate his blood. I'm Jesus. Well, you had the wine, so you had his blood, and you must be eating some crackers, right? I've eaten so much fucking crackers. I ate Ritz. Anyway, Keon. So, <laughs> so in high school, uh, I took my first uh, freshman year. I had an amazing teacher named Scott Bradley, and he introduced me more or less to storytelling in general and the heroic journey. And from there, I was like, oh, my God, the movies that I like, this is why I like them. This is why I enjoy them. And we also did like a unit about different camera angles and different ways that you shoot film. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a formula to it. Like, you can learn these things. I thought you just shoot whatever and blah, blah, blah. But no, there's like a way that you can do it effectively. This is amazing. So he taught me in uh, high school and seriously, one of the most transformative moments of my life. And it was only half a semester. He barely like he just skimmed the surface. He's like, if you want more, there's you can learn more. And from there, I think it was my sophomore year of high school. I got um, Sony Vegas. And after what I got an that, editing platform that is, it's a good old time. And I made my brother and I made like anime music videos that were so bad. Like, oh, man, I remember my first one was uh, Vash the Stampede from Trigun. And I t- and I would take like uh, just the edgy movies I was watching at the time. Like V for Vendetta was like my my Bible at the time. So I took like I made a music video for V for Vendetta. Oh, it was oh. But it was like that was the moment I still like I also did an internship uh, in uh, 10th grade where I went and interned at a uh, production group and I actually edited something for them on like Final Cut. And so all three of those things in my first two years of high school kind of solidified filmmaking for me because I had always loved movies like growing up. Movies are were my favorite thing. Um I mean, from a young age, that was the one thing my mom would always make sure that we did is we would go see a movie. I still remember like seeing the Phantom Menace, even though it was terrible, and like the re-releases. I loved the Phantom Menace as a kid, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, and like, and like the re-releases of uh, the first Star Wars movies. My mom made sure we went and saw those. Like, my dad was super adamant. He's just like, "Oh, these are so good. You need to Weren't watch." Weren't you them. like four? Aww. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, I was super young. You know I still why I remember know that? Them. You know why I know you're four? Because why? the re-release was the top box office movie the week I was born. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah. wild. God. But I totally still remember seeing them. And like those are my earliest memories. My mom legitimately would pick me up from school sometimes and we would go straight to the movie theater. One that's vivid in my mind was seeing X-Men 2. And she's like, yeah, you want to see the new Wolverine movie? I'm like, yeah, I do. And so like movies have been a huge part of my life. But as soon as I hit high school, like it was like, oh, these can this can be a reality. And it wasn't until I was in college that I actually started making short films. One of the people in my uh, like I brought up before in on the podcast that we had pods, which were little groups of people and we were all engineers, but there was one that's like, Oh, I make short films. I'm like, no way. What? And he's like, here's my camera. And it was like a really, you know, kind of low bare bones DSLR at the time. And he's just like, yeah, this is my camera. Like, no way. What? And so we made a movie (laughs) with like in camera audio. It was super shitty. It's somewhere on YouTube, but like we made like three short films within like two years and they were all just, garbage but that was my first introduction and then at the same film festival a couple years later i entered a film and i think yeah i won best director and it was it was so cool and so that's just the kind like that's the progression cmf right yeah yeah campus movie fest and so that's 
the progression of that is it went from like not doing anything like just being like man i love movies to being introduced to the formula of movies or like how movies are kind of like crafted and then slowly learning some skills and like just making stuff with friends as well as interning a little bit and then finally like making something you know so it's it's been a long time coming but if if we're asking the actual why it's because i've had really really good influences from my parents about movies as well as teachers that kind of like led me along the way so that's Mm -hmm. that's that yeah, it's yeah. funny because like my number one thing in my life was always like the same thing. Like my, I, that's what I did with my dad. That's what we always mm-hmm. did, you know. And and my the rest of my family to a certain extent, but particularly my dad and I would go see like a movie a week. You Hell know? yeah, same yeah. And it was it was absolutely fantastic. And that's why I still believe in movie magic. And that's why mm-hmm. I work twelve to fifteen hour days a lot of the time. <laughs> And yeah, that seems like I got duped or something, doesn't it? Huh? Laser, <laughs> well, I, why don't you do a thing? I've that never. You're doing? Well, no, I'm asking you, Matt. But oh, that's I right. Never mind. Yeah. But also, like, I I don't think I've ever had like bad memories of going to the movies. Like, not a single one. So, like, even if it was a bad movie, I still enjoyed myself. Sorry, the only one I can remember. Um, I remember seeing Buried in theaters. And mm-hmm. I, I hated it. And then I oh, watched really? it again about a year ago, and I was like, fuck, this is masterful filmmaking. And I was yeah, very upset. It's pretty good. But the so thing bad. is, like, buried to anybody under the age of, like, 18 is just not – it's just not going to hold you. Oh, yeah, no. It's – I like, it's a spectacle film in its own right where it's like we filmed – ryan reynolds in a box for the whole film and, and that, we figured some crazy shit out how to do it exactly so like that in itself is just like shit i'm still interested in this motherfucker still in a box like that's and the storytelling was good I, I was just you know i was a that's, 10 year yeah. old fuck me right but anyway keon sorry <laughs> so matt well i mean like uh my if if you don't if you're not going to latch onto this question because it's kind of half-assed but like if you want to take it away with like why movies for you that'd be cool but my Question besides that is why are you sick, my man? You are you're a healthy human being. What's wrong? Why did well, you choose this? Why I did you choose this, this life. lifestyle for yourself? I um I mean I think it's a combination of three things. One, I visited my girlfriend and she was definitively sick and is now more sick. Uh, <laughs> you um, compounded so that was it. a mistake. Uh, mm-hmm. you know it's not her fault, but. I was like, I don't, it's fine. And then, you know, you always do that. And then you get sick. And then you're like, how did this happen? But you know how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I've been working and doing a lot of things. And I'm sure that didn't help my immune system. And I'm about to be working, uh, you know, 11 days in a row. So that will be worse. So I'm oh, hoping God. I feel sick before that. Oh, or no. feel better. I can't even speak. Anyway, but the third thing is that um, I need to, like, you know, take some medicine and I'll feel less sick, but I'm generally anti-medicine. So not literally, <laughs> what, what, I'm not anti-medicine. I'm, I'm anti-medicine when I'm mildly sick because I usually have an bomb ass, like AF uh, immune system and it goes away within a day. So bomb usually I'm like, if I just fuck. don't take, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if I don't, if I just don't take medicine, it's fine because it goes within a day. But when it's really bad, it lasts like a week or two. Okay. And I'm really fucking hoping it's the first one. <laughs> okay. So I if I if I still have it tomorrow because I've been kind of sick today but not super sick until like two or three hours ago. Um, if I still have it th- by the end of tomorrow, I'm gonna start taking like you know the usual shit because I gotta feel better to work. Well, damn! I hope you feel better, my dude, and quit hanging out with your girlfriend. She's making you sick. That's yeah. you know what? Let's just take that out as our BTS clip. That's good. That right there you there. go. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, it's gone on long enough. They said, Matt, she's getting you sick. <laughs> exactly, but you didn't listen to the. To the to the cries and now you're sick forever. Fuck man, mm-hmm. it's real shit. In the head, straight up. Anyway, laser. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you. 
Yeah. Today. Today. It doesn't start with why. You did something. <laughs> <laughs> no, continue. I was going to preface like when I told my no, no, entire no, life ahead. story before I gave an answer that one time about being go Jewish. Go ahead. Um, today, when I spoke to you earlier, mm-hmm. you said, I Matt, I do not have Google open. I did not hear the call come through. And it made me realize that I keep about seven kajillion tabs open. And yet every time I'm with you, even when you open up 42 YouTube haikus, you keep it to about <laughs> seven to eight tabs open. So to I me, that is very few. I literally have eight few. tabs open right now. <laughs> exactly. See, that's my point. So why do you oh, keep it in that same range? Because I swear it's almost never one or two either. It's always about eight or nine. Uh-huh. And then you, that's your limit. All right. So th- uh, that's honestly a really good question. I, I'm excited to answer it. So the first three tabs are always dedicated towards things I want to come back to, but never will. There's exactly. generally one of them is always like a product that like I'm interested in buying, but shouldn't. And then the other two are resources that I'd like to use because they would increase productivity or something and make me happy, but mm-hmm. I'll never do them. So those are the first three. And those only get <laughs> changed when I have to update Google Chrome or like restart my computer or something. Mm-hmm. So the next five, to, four to five, are going to be the tabs I'm actually using. So let me tell you what my um what my tabs are right now. So first we have the Reddit Gifts Exchange, which I'm gonna which is the first tab. So which means I'm not gonna do it. Um, oh, you're not doing it this year? <laughs> I I mean I might. I don't know. I did the Secret Santa the last couple of years, and it was a lot of fun. The first year I fucking lucked out. Like I got awesome stuff. Um, the last year was pretty shitty, but I like to give nice gifts. So it's not about what you receive. Anyway, so the first one is Reddit Gifts. This uh. Well, well, the next two are actually um, the resources for episodes. Um, so like the insert scripts and everything. And then I have... Oh, yeah, because uh, you need that when we record. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm working on my Spotify premium account. And then I have uh, Neopets resources, uh, uh, Neopets, and then Facebook, and then Tumblr. So like that, that gives you a little good slice. Like there's the things I kind of used at the beginning and then there's the things I'm actively using. But the thing is, I want to be able to see what each tab is and I'm not going to recognize it by the little icon. So I can't have like 30 tabs open because it's going to be like, well, I'm not going to visit the fucking tab that's like <laughs> a third the way into the fucking tabs. You so like, right though. It's true. So I, I keep it organized, you know, like, but I, I feel like if I close those first three tabs, I'm just giving up. Like I'm giving up on that idea of maybe being productive or getting this really cool product (laughs) i gotta tell you i had the same problem with several no film school articles that were my first three open that i was like mm -hmm. i'm gonna go back and watch that 20 minute video and then nope Nope. So after six months, I made them bookmarks and said, fuck it. Exactly. Bookmarks are the epitome of giving up because it's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I'm totally going to come back to this fucking, um, let's see, uh, which book, a new way of choosing what to read next. Yeah, fucking right. You're never going back to that. Are you kidding me? Of course not. Oh, yeah, I'm totally going to go back to musictheory.net. Yeah, I'm going to go back to 30 (laughs) challenges for 30 days. God damn. I'm going to go back this to this fucking us. 60 small ways to improve your life in the next 100 days. Yeah, right. I'm going to go back to this uh, literatica. Wait, what? All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to Why a Podcast. Uh, I'm Laser Elric. I'm Matthew Slaza. And I'm Keon Buzo. Hey, now, I don't know. Maybe you know why. I don't. I'm dumb as shit. <laughs> but you, you, got, you know what Laser's bookmarks are. That's oh what's God. fucking important. That's all it? that matters. I don't actually have Literatica, which is a real website. I don't oh. actually have Literatica in my bookmarks. What Literatica is TM. Okay. It's, it's, it's erotic fiction. Oh, but up, up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Ha, 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 ha.